Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Let's start this episode by saying something I said at the top of every episode, which is... If you like... No, wait. Spoiler warning first. Yeah. Whew. That was a close one. Uh, yeah, maybe spoilers. May not be spoilers. Consider this a warning of them, just in case. Uh, I'm curious if I were to take every single episode and every single thing I've talked about, what percentage of things would be spoiled. I bet you it'd be like 30%. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. But just in case. Another thing that you should just in case do, because you never know what might happen, is rate, subscribe, and comment on this very podcast within iTunes. Because if you do so... Something good might happen. You don't know. And if you don't, something horrible might happen. You also don't know. Alright, let's push a button that will get us started like this. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is brought to you by the letter F. Movie the first, Flight of the Phoenix. I will say, uh, when I got got my uh, uh, grubby little mitts on the copy of this movie, I thought I was watching, uh, or rather going to watch, the original Flight of the Phoenix, which came out, uh, I should have looked this up, but I don't, came out in the 60s, I do believe. Because uh, it was a good movie, and uh, it had been a long time since I saw it, uh, and I only remembered bits and pieces of it, so I thought, you know what, I want to watch this movie again. So, then I got it, and then I put it on, and then I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Apparently, they remade the movie Flight of the Phoenix uh, in 2004, <laughs> and what I watched was the remake. Uh, this, this sort of weird thing about this is, I think I may have seen this one as well, but uh, it doesn't sort of stick out in my mind strong enough to be 100% sure if me thinking I've seen it is me remembering I've seen the original or uh, actually having seen this. A very, very strange brain situation going on there. Another strange situation is a plane going down in a desert. Hmm. Now, what do you do? You can't walk out because it's so far and you don't have enough water. You, you could wait in the hopes that you're found. Hmm. Or you could take the wreckage of your plane and attempt to build a new plane from the wreckage. Is what they do. Is what they do. 
a lot of big names in this movie, or at the very least, names you may recognize. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, starring Dennis Quaid, uh, we've got uh, Tyrese Gibson, which I believe, isn't he just go by Tyrese? I could be wrong. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi, huh? uh, the girl, <laughs> Miranda Otto, uh, Tony Curran, Sticky Fingers. <laughs> sticky Fingers. Uh, I could go on and on about Sticky Fingers for, for hours. Hugh Laurie, so uh, pretty good there. Uh, and many more. Yeah, so it's a, a, a larger group of people thrown into a shitty situation. How will they handle it? Uh, combination of really not well and pretty goddamn well, I will say. Uh, Rating-wise, mm, my memory of the original movie Flight of the Phoenix is like a 4 out of 5, 5 out of 5 in my brain. This, uh, probably closer to a 3. I had enjoyment while watching it. My desire to rewatch this version is not high. Uh, speaking of movies starting with the letter F that I've already seen before, The Fisher King. The Fisher King. Starring Robin Williams and, of course, Jeff Bridges. You may have heard of him. The Dude. Uh, probably, if I had to guess, fourth viewing of this movie. Uh, it's one that every couple of years I probably dust off. Uh, five out of five rating for me. Really, really like this movie. Uh, let me, you know what, I'm curious what the impetus says. Uh, a former radio DJ, uh, suicidally despondent because of a terrible mistake he made, finds redemption in helping a deranged homeless man who was an unwitting victim of that mistake. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, the uh, deranged homeless man is Robin Williams, who plays crazy very, very well. I could be wrong. It's happened once or twice before. But I think this is one of Robin Williams' first sort of serious movies. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably wrong. But it feels like that in my brain. Weird brain stuff again. Uh, came out in 1991. Uh, rating I already gave. I think I may be doing good on time for a goddamn change. Uh, the Fundamentals of Caring. Another F movie? What? <clears throat> Speaking of F, I think I have a frog in my throat. Hmm. Uh, this is available on Netflix for the reason that it is a Netflix-created movie. Oh, they're into the movie-making game now, eh? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think that reason is why it was sort of pushed on me, thrust upon me. Every time I turned on Netflix, it would be staring at me, this movie, so I decided to finally watch it. Uh, let me read the... Uh, a man suffering an incredible amount of loss enrolls in a class about caregiving that changes... that changes his perspective on life. That's not a very good description. Uh, I am... <clears throat> One second. I'm going to even pause it this time to get rid of this goddamn frog. Okay, let's hope uh, that that is done with. Uh, yeah, okay, so I didn't do well on the timer, but what are you going to do? Uh, okay, so that description doesn't really describe the movie at all, really. Like, the part where the where Paul Rudd, who's sort of the main dude, uh, takes this course. I don't even remember it. It must have been on the first, like, five minutes of the movie. The majority of the movie is uh, Paul Rudd caregiving for uh, Craig Roberts, who you may recognize if you Google him. 
He's an actor who, uh, I've sort of said this probably more about girls than I have about guys, uh, that uh, this is a young actor who I have a feeling we will see more of in the years to come because everything I've ever seen him in, he's been really good and you can sort of tell he knows what he's doing. Uh, he plays Trevor, uh, a young man with uh, MS, I do believe, muscular dystrophy. Uh, so the whole story is sort of their interaction, how they're kind of feeding off one another. They take a journey, a quest, if you will, which I love a good quest. It doesn't have to be fantasy related. It could be any traveling from point A to point B with obstacles in your way, shit happening, uh, Rating-wise, I'll go a solid 4 out of 5. Uh, definitely falls into the Sunday... Sunday? Uh, Sunday movie category. Uh, <clears throat> so you might even give it a higher mark on a Sunday if you're in that sort of low-vibed mood like I was when I watched this. Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, goddamn frog again. It's because of the Fs. Like this last movie, The Fault in Our Stars. What? Four F movies. Uh, two teenage cancer patients begin a life-affirming journey to visit a reclusive author in Amsterdam. Yeah, that's pretty apt. You did better on this one, Imbda. Uh This movie is supposed to make you cry a lot. Um, sort of weird... Uh, you know, let's not even necessarily talk about the movie, uh, other than to say, I'll give it a three or four, it was okay. But let me explain that rating and other things. If you listen to my last episode, I do believe it was, I watched the movie Inside Out, uh, and I did mention in my talk of that that I friggin' cried on several occasions during that, like a little baby girl. Uh, this movie, that is sort of famously super depressing and one of those designed-to-make-you-cry flicks, uh, I actually did not, which uh, is curious. <laughs> one of those weird brain things, which seems to be the theme of this episode, which maybe work its way into the title, perhaps. Let me just write that down as a note. Weird brain things. Maybe. Maybe it'll be in there. We don't know yet. Anyways, uh, one of the reasons I'm thinking potentially this is the case <clears throat> is because when I watched Inside Out I sort of just sat down and watched it for the most part with not much other things going on whereas this I watched while playing No Man's Sky oh spoiler uh, so so maybe it was that that my tension wasn't 100% on it 100% of the time that the emotion was not there as much uh, I, I'm going to assume that is what happened not some sort of weird uh, brain thing. Eh, there it is again. That uh, I only have emotions for um, th 3D generated characters. Yeah. Let's say that. Today's television talk sponsor is Dungeons and Flagons Bar and Grill, I think, again. 
Okay, so I have a, a new television sort of talk for you today, and that is Herman Quest. Yes, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you will know that I have spoken of the podcast Harmon Down on very many occasions, spoken very highly of Dan Harmon uh, and my desire slash thought that he is my father. Uh, So when I found out quite a ways back that he and uh, some of the folks from the podcast and other podcasty, comedic-y folks in general were going to be playing, you guessed it, well... Not technically Dungeons and Dragons. They even made a joke at one point that they weren't allowed to use the word Dungeons and Dragons to describe what they were doing. Uh, But that's basically what they did. Uh, They filmed it and then people animated some of the action. So it sort of jumped back and forth between action and uh, these folk sitting around a table playing D&D. So all of that wrapped together. D&D, people I like who have made me laugh jammed into one thing you knew you knew that I would be on board five out of five needless to say for uh, let's call it season one I do suppose okay so now here's the sort of interesting thing this is available for your viewing pleasure not on the television although you can hook a computer up to your television, sure. Uh, it's available through something called Seesaw, which I feel like we're seeing more and more of this sort of thing lately. Um, Seesaw, it's a television channel that you can pay a monthly fee for. That monthly fee is $3.99, so b- by no means large. Uh, and then you get all of their... Uh, combination of original content like this, Harmon Quest, and then some sort of classic comedy goodness. Uh, Some of the things I know they have are Monty Python, uh, Kids in the Hall. It's all sort of comedy focused. It's like the Howl app of of visuals. Oh wow, how about that? Uh, is, Is kind of how it feels. So I definitely recommend if you like any of that sort of thing, you check out CISO. It's a very interesting idea. Uh, I wonder how it'll all sort of pan out in the end of of online uh, edumatainment. Is it matainment? Edu? No, take out the edu. Just entertainment. Okay, so now let's get into Harmon Quest itself. Uh, it is run by Spencer Crittenden, Game Master Extraordinary, you might even say. Uh, he, he's the, the dungeon slash game, uh, master who's, uh, uh, telling people what happens based on his roles and his roles alone, with the exception of, uh, oh shit, what the hell's his name? I always want to say Benedict Cumberbatch, but that's not his name. Uh, well, no time to think of names when we're here to talk about, uh, ten episodes half hour-ish a piece of uh, Dan Harmon who's playing a half-orc. Uh, we've got uh, the little uh, uh, Jeff Davis character who's playing uh, oh shit, was he an orc as well? No, Goblin? Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting uh, interesting character to choose. Uh, and then, oh fuck, what the fuck is her name? <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, and then the girl. <coughs> Candace, <laughs> that's not her name. Uh, Candace Bergen, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing a barbarian girl who uh, I loved. Just 
despite the name forgetting. Uh, and they set off on an adventure to stop evil. Along the way, they met up with such characters as uh, John Hodgman, Sandwich Sorcerer, um, uh, Pirate... <laughs> Uh, you know what, I have opened the IMDB, but I just noticed it doesn't really have any names at all, which is making this difficult. But, we're out of time, so it doesn't matter. Erin McGathy is her name. Thank you, this is dedicated to you, this thing. Oh boy. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter sponsor is Insane Ingrid's IBS Treatment Facility. Okay, so uh, we're having a Just Tweets uh, week this week, uh, possibly next week as well. Uh, let me explain why slash apologize if this sort of thing upsets you. Maybe you goddamn love it and wish I never talked about books. I don't know. I can't get audience participation. That is seemingly impossible. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm reading uh, a nine. What I thought I started was a nine series, a nine book series. Yeah, I, uh, so I saw there was nine of them. Um, it takes place in the Forgotten Realms, which is Dungeons and Dragons, if you will. Uh, and then I started reading, and what it actually is, is a serial book of nine parts, uh, which I, to be honest, didn't even know existed, something like this. So each part is like 60, 70, 80, somewhere in that neighborhood pages. They're all or most written by different people. Each part of this book, let's call it, it's like a book broken up into nine parts, that were released separately uh, in each part, not necessarily written by a different per person every single time, but uh, it was the, the authorship was shared among many, let's say. Uh, so because of that, and uh, because that's a fair amount of reading, uh, I might have some just tweets. Uh, and this is just a warning that definitely this week and maybe next week as well, uh, depending on how quick I can get through them. Without further ado, let's get to some Just Tweets. Uh, if hosting the Olympics was an Olympic event, how would Rio do? Hmm. Uh, David... Oh, yeah. Here's a quote from uh, Thomas Chong. David does not appear to be present, my good sir. Uh, that's a Dave's Not Here Man joke. The funny thing about that is Tommy Chong's wife... Uh, after obviously seeing that, uh, followed me on Twitter. So that's kind of funny. Uh, I am almost... I am almost always hot, but at least LL Warm J. <laughs> Should I explain these? Like, LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool J. Uh, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> All the world's a stage, and unfortunately I have stage fright. I am such a strong atheist... I don't even believe in Godzilla. Ooh. Uh, I have invented a car alarm that projects a holographic stripper onto the hood so that people will actually pay attention. Uh, here is a quote from Galactus and anybody. Uh, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. Hmm. 
Uh, I like this one. Uh, have you ever been to the sewage treatment plant in Chicago? A.K.A. the Windy Shitty? The Windy Shitty. Uh, 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 oh yeah, this is another one I like. Uh, a pediatric pulmonary specialist knows the hottest trends since they really have their fingers on the pulse of today's youth. Wow. Uh, just to be safe, I give two weeks notice every two weeks. That is not true. Liar. Uh, my grades were... <laughs> that one doesn't make sense even. My grades were so low that Tone Loke uh, had to tell them to me. Why, why would low grades need someone with a low voice? Doesn't make sense. Uh, the world's... Yeah, no. Interesting that people drink bottled water to keep healthy, and yet the bottles are helping to destroy the planet. Huh. Uh, from what... Uh, from what I am hearing, if they filmed a police procedural in Brazil, it would be called Chaos and Disorder. Dun-dun. Uh, yeah, so if, if you couldn't guess, the uh, Olympics are happening right now. Two Olympics jokes. In one... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm a boob man or a butt man, but I'm fairly sure there does not exist any girls who are testicle women. I am so lazy, on the 4th of July, I buy fire relaxes. Not fireworks. Fire relaxes. Today's game Gavin sponsor is the Atlas Smirked Cantina. Alright, uh, so uh, an exciting episode today of Game Gavin in which I have No Man's Sky, specifically Weekend 1, presuming that there will be more, because this is a big game, and it should take me a long time to finish. If I do finish it, that is... Uh, okay, so right now, this is kind of one of the disadvantages of having a podcast where I have managed to uh, get so far ahead. The whole uh, 10 weeks on, 2 weeks off thing means that even during those 2 weeks off, I will usually record episodes. So uh, the, the No Man's Sky has hit a fever pitch on the interwebs right now, which I will, of course, be late for in my talk but oh well uh as i often say this podcast is uh 50 percent no 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 what do i say again <laughs> my podcast philosophy i haven't said it in so long uh do a podcast for the reason that uh one uh, percent to 49 percent is the reason that you like doing it no that's not it 50% of the reason you do your podcast is because you want to. The remaining percent can be made up of you hoping it turns into a thing and that others will listen. Um, something like that. Okay, really off the rails here. No Man's Sky, yes. Off the planets. Hmm? Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, I don't know if I can give a rating of my weekend's first playing of it. Uh, I think I can, and that is four to some, maybe some five, and maybe some three. So it's really sort of running the gamut of cool moments, 
an overall relaxedness and a once I'm done playing this, I don't know how strong my desire to revisit it would be. I suppose the fact that this game is sort of famous for having a quadrillion of planets that you can visit, star systems that you can visit, that's got to equal some replayability. Also the fact that I don't think this is a game uh, sort of evidence so far hasn't really shown this. That this is a game that <clears throat> you just buy and that's it. Uh, I, I think they're still doing things, uh, adding things to keep us wanting to come back for more. Maybe there'll be DLCs, things like that. Okay, so what have I done so far? Uh, fairly quickly uh, fixed my ship and uh, got off the planet I was on. My sort of initial thought, which didn't pan out... Um, was to get off the initial planet I was on because it was very toxic. Uh, so every I couldn't last very long outside of my ship, so uh, I tried to fix it and get off that planet as soon as possible. Little did I realize that most planets you go to will have some sort of thing in your way of that nature, be it uh, it's a toxic planet, it's too hot, it's too cold. you got to find one that's just right. In the Goldilocks zone, you might say, which is uh, harder to do than you would think. Uh, plus there's the fact that uh, once you are on a planet and sort of explored some of the things on it, um, there's no huge reason to stay on said planet and... Uh, spend a lot of time there. It makes more sense for you as a player to planet hop, I guess you would say. Um, my my sort of not knowing exactly what was going to happen in this game initial thought was, okay, so I'm going to find a planet I like, and uh, I don't know why I thought there would be base building, or I could go to a planet and spend a lot of time there and sort of experience that one planet uh, make it my own, that sort of thing. That's sort of a hope I had, and I don't know why I did have it, because I, I, I watched so much, but uh, that's not really what happened. Alright, so, uh, as you heard, we're out of time, but uh, just a, in an effort, even though I already mentioned that this is almost impossible, to get a little audience participation, uh, if you have played No Man's Sky, what was your first uh say eight hours like what did you do what what happened that you knew was going to happen if you watched any reviews or anything what was something that maybe you thought was going to happen that didn't happen like in my case i thought i was going to find a planet early on and then just sort of hang out there for a long time but there's no real reason to do so that i could find really uh okay so uh, that's just a thought Try it. I'll try it. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Is this real life? Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Nuka Cola Furious Fruit Fission. Thank you for that. 
Okay, uh, I've just realized I'm segueing from No Man's Sky into No Man's Sky. Um, probably won't talk about it too much, other than to say that why did you just listen to that piece of shit talk I just had about No Man's Sky? When you could head on over to either GameSpot.com or the GameSpot YouTube channel and listen to Mr. Danny O'Dwyer speak of No Man's Sky, not in particular. But the sort of idea of, uh, as he calls it, a walk in the digital woods. So a game where it's not necessarily frenetic, edge-of-your-seat, heart-pounding moment-to-moment, but rather a leisurely stroll. Although No Man's Sky has both leisure and freneticism. Uh, but, but a game that can ultimately be relaxing which uh, I, I do believe No Man's Sky does have that potential. Uh, definitely. Uh, find a nice a, a nice quiet corner of the galaxy and just walk around and, and, and look at stuff and see what you see. Uh, a walking simulator, it is sometimes called. So uh, go listen to his talk. Um, not necessarily No Man's Sky focused, uh, but does touch on it. So segue... The Point, it's called. Uh, anytime Danny O'Dwyer does does uh, The Point, uh, I recommend it in general and probably have brought them all back here in recent memory. Uh, okay, so next we have uh, Geek and Sundry. Yeah, I haven't brought anything back from them in a while, so I felt like, hey, what are you doing, asshole? Bring something back. Luckily, uh, they've got a new web series uh, just posted episode one through three I've watched so far and uh, plan on continuing watching because I, I have enjoyed it. Um, it's called uh, a Nuka Break. If you are unfamiliar with the term Nuka, N-U-K-A, that is from uh, the Fallout series. So no reason I have enjoyed it. Now, uh, let me speak of that enjoyment. I don't know if I've loved it. Yeah. Uh, they've sort of mixed action-y with comedy, but uh, I feel like maybe it needs a stronger hand on the comedy side of things. Like, uh, I feel like this sort of thing uh, would benefit greatly from finding a com- comedic writer, uh, bringing them on board, um, and giving them sort of free reign to tweak as needed. Whereas this, uh, like Space Janitors, uh, you, you know what, that's a good example. Uh, Space Janitors focus, and you can tell by the title, focus more on the comedy and I think was better than this despite the fact that I actually like the content of this more. Uh, like I like the sort of Fallout setting. Uh, that being said, so far so good. Uh, I like the characters, they interact well with one another in terms of sort of busting balls, which I always appreciate, but there is, it it needs a little bit of tweaking, let's say. Speaking of tweaking, that's not a segue, I don't know why I said that, Uh, If I Were You revisited Catch Up, if you will. Uh, If I Were You is a podcast hosted by Jake and Amir, yes, that Jake and Amir, um, and I used to listen to it back in the day, but uh, ever since I've sort of been looking for new podcasts, I realized, hey, why did you stop listening to this? And then I sort of recently have caught up. In fact, right before I started recording this, I was listening to an episode with uh, Sam Reich, 
who is uh, one of the, the, the main dudes, if not the main dude, over at College Humor, so it was nice to hear them sort of catch up. Uh, all, any and everything to do, just period, with Ben Schwartz is incredible, so whenever he stops by, I love those. Those are my favorites. Uh, basically what it is is an advice advice oh boy an advice podcast so uh, people will send in questions they will read them and then try to help out uh, also it's very funny <laughs> yeah that's a good idea speaking of funny let's move on to the last item since we're almost out of time in fact I'm gonna run out of time any second now is what I have deemed the two most opposite guests ever to listen to back to back yeah, okay, so... Uh, pausing. Uh, I, I remember this. This was yesterday, in fact. Uh, I listened to two podcasts, which is not unusual, for the reason that I listen to podcasts all day, every day. Uh, but I can't ever remember f- listening to two where the guests were so just freakishly opposite. Uh, the, the podcasts themselves are a little different. Uh, let me explain. One is Comedy Bang Bang, and one is WTF. W- WTF, as you know, Mark, host Mark Marin interviews people. That's the podcast. Comedy Bang Bang, host Scott Ackerman interviews people, uh, usually one of which is a quote-unquote real person, and one is a person uh, doing a character, pretending to be somebody else. So very, the similarities are definitely there. Even their uh, their logos are similar colors. Oh yeah, there you go. Connecting, connecting the links. Uh, so when I listen to Comedy Bang Bang with uh, Todd Glass, and then finish that, and then listen to WTF with uh, guest Werner Herzog, uh, it was like a shock to my system. Not in a bad way. They were both great podcasts. Uh, I, my love of Todd Glass and Scott Ackerman probably nudged out a little bit my, um, I don't know if I love Mark Marin. I, I, I love his interviews. <laughs> Do I love him? Uh, he's, he's a tough guy to love. He's a tough guy to love. Is he, he, I wouldn't say he's lovable. Werner Herzog is probably as far from lovable as you can possibly get. That being said, just a fascinating interview and... Unlike uh, anything I've heard in a really long time, uh, Werner Herzog is just a... Uh, he he's defies explanation, which is why it's hard to talk of him, but some of the deep, dark things going on, going on in this man's brain are just scary to behold. Uh, and not necessarily in a good way, and not necessarily in a bad way. Uh, I highly recommend both of these podcasts, and you know what? Do yourself the favor I mistakenly unexplicably did myself and listen to them back to back and just sort of shock your system like uh two in the pink one in the stink if you will if you will folks it's nice to be nice to the nice done and done and i mean done done and done (laughs) i like ron This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. 
you can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper